Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast. This is where success happens. A member of the industry syndicate, Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to High Trust Coaching Live. I am Hope Foreman, and I am the divisional president for High Trust Coaching. And I have with me one of our one of our High Trust coaches, Suzanne Voter. Suzanne is one of our High Trust coaches for going on two years now. One of my favorite people in the world. So welcome, Suzanne Voter. Thanks. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Yeah, absolutely. I don't get to see my coaches that often. So it's really a lot of fun to be working in this platform. And, you know, one of the things that we want to, uh, we want to accomplish in these, in these um, coaching live events, and then this platform is to maybe slow down a little bit, take 20 or 30 minutes, pick up some, some ideas and that type of thing. And then also kind of go back and kind of just this opportunity to step out of the chaos to look at our business and not be in our business. So welcome, Suzanne Voter. Thank you. And I think as important to that is look to our future business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because this too shall pass. Right? As everything does. <laughs> shall pass. So just to give us a little bit of perspective, um, Suzanne, can you tell us a little about yourself? Sure. I have been a mortgage professional for going on 32 years. Started when I was 12 years old, just in case anybody asks. <laughs> and uh, I've been in the same marketplace, a small community, not necessarily rural, but you know, suburban rural up in uh, Northern California. Love every year that I've been doing this. I have been an owner, a broker. My business has been in the past up to 2013, a brokerage when I owned it. I had five offices and 20 loan officers running around town. And it was it was mania fun until 2008 and everything changed. But the best part about that is that I got to refocus on my business and turn it around to where I wanted it to be. And now um, I do just what I want to do just what I'm best at, what I enjoy. I have an amazing team that does the things that I don't think I should be doing and know I shouldn't be doing, and they know I shouldn't be doing some of those things too. <laughs> and uh, I'm loving life and having a great time with this business. I'm enjoying coaching. It's super fun. And I love to give back to the other people in my business. You know, Suzanne, you, you said a mouthful there, and I really wanted to kind of just take one second to step back for a minute, that when 2008, instead of being at the effect of it, you took a step back and re basically did a reset and, and made decisions about how what you wanted your business to look like. Absolutely. We went from five offices to one. I built a building. We pulled everybody in. I got rid of the dead weight. And everybody became a team more so than they were before and focused on that small percentage of business we were doing then <laughs> compared to what we were doing before and um, became that much more strong in the community. A real estate friend of mine and I started a BNI chapter, Business Networking International chapter, because we had to. And we pulled the community together. We currently, and it's been 12 years, right? 12 years. Um, we currently have 45 members. I'm the current chapter president for the fourth time. And it's been a great blessing to the community. It's really strengthened my, my hold on the community, my relationships in the community. You know, I'm involved with our Greater Grass Valley Chamber of Commerce. I'm the treasurer for the last four years. And I'm truly involved in building our businesses in the community. So it's, it's all about refocusing back on what's important, not just sitting there and you know, cranking the loans out, but pulling in what's important to me that also has built my business. You know, I have, you know, Suzanne, that is, that's phenomenal. I mean, and, and, you know, it's just 
would you say that that's kind of created meaning? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And for my children, they grew up in this industry. They're in their um, early 20s now trying to make a life for themselves and going to college. And because of our community ties here, they want to come back and live in the small community. And uh, they just love the fact that people know them and know them when they were little and now they're big and they can come <laughs> back and be part of a real amazing community. What they don't like is going to the grocery store with me because it could take two hours to get out of the grocery store with all the people that I get to see. <laughs> I love that. You know, I just noticed on the chat that one of um, my mentor coaches on. So I have to say hello, Desiree. How are you? Um, I am. uh, I think everybody knows that I'm in the process right now of getting my master level coaching credentials and my mentor coach is on. So welcome, Desiree. (laughs) You are a rock star, Hope, when it comes to building people up in your coaching. Thank you, sweetheart. Okay, so now um, let's talk about mortgage. Let's talk about mortgage for a minute. And, you know, one of the conversations we have a lot of these days is purchase. Um, I know that everybody is just down in the weeds right now doing refinance business. And we're, we as coaches are having a lot of conversations about what's your purchase percentage. percentage. So Suzanne, talk to me a little bit. Why, why, why is that? Why are we driving at purchase business? Why is that important? It's for our bread and butter. So it keeps us in business in the long run. You know, like you said, this too shall pass. Refinance craze will pass again. Purchase business will always be there. People want to buy homes. Our real estate agents are our partners. Mm -hmm. We need to support them and be there for them so they can earn money and do their business as well. You know, we all are knock on wood um, doing extremely well with refinances or we should be. But purchases have really picked up in the last two months. Yes. Especially my community, people want to leave the big cities and come up to a smaller area with more room around them. So we have really seen an influx of purchase business. And if you're not out there talking to your real estate agents while you're doing refinance business as well, you're not going to get that purchase business. Mm-hmm. And I'm seeing that, you know, my shift in, in um, business is, you know, kind of leveling out again to refinances and purchases because yeah. that's happening again. But again, if you're not out there, Talking to your database and your referral partners, you're not going to be there when the refinances go away. Yeah, exactly. Suzanne, thank you so much for that. And that's so incredibly true um, with regard to the purchase business. And, and, and there is, there does seem to be, and I can see an, an actual movement I'm seeing in some of the articles and in men, a movement to people moving out to areas like yourself and where you are and, you know, and, and it's going across the country and the purchase business has uh, obviously grown tremendously. I talked to one of our master level coaching members yesterday. He's in the South and um, I think he closed a little over $4 million in the month of June. And he said, I said, okay, well, what's, you know, I asked the million dollar question. Great on your production. Um, you know, what's, what, you know, what does your purchase percentage? And he said, 95%. Wow. That's that really says something about his relationships. It really says something about some of his relationships. Exactly. And he said to me, you know, it's always the conversation. He says, you know, Hope, he says, I'm wondering, he says, this is great production, 95% per- purchase. He said, but am, am I missing something? Am I missing the boat somewhere? You know, and uh, and that was a great conversation. You know, that was a tremendous conversation to say, okay, well, what can we be doing to maybe add a little frosting to that cake with, you know, talking to your database, as you mentioned a few minutes ago, um, and seeing where we can help our, you know, our our current current clients save money. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I know my coaching clients, they, you know, they don't want to be salespeople. 
They want to be someone who helps their clients. Mm -hmm. And the phone call to the database is really about saying, look, I want to help you save money. What can we do to review your mortgage, review your debts, look at debt consolidation, and let's help you figure out your future. Those are the kind of phone calls that need to be made while we're still doing purchase business. Exactly. So, you know, speaking of that, so let's have a little conversation around leveraging your refinance database. Um, you know, so so when you're having a conversation <clears throat> with a past client or a current client or somebody who's interested in saving money right now in their mortgages, um, the refinance, how are you leveraging those relationships to to grow to grow the relationship to grow your database? What are you saying? What, what does that conversation sound like? Well, it sounds like you know what's important to you. Where do you see yourself in five years? How do you manage your finances now? What is happening with your family? And your house and what are your goals? And if we could, you know, turn things around to where you pay off your mortgage faster, would you like to look at that? And if they if we find that they're in a great position, something else, you know, that we can't really do anything for them. And I ask them, I say, well, who do you know that, that can benefit from this service? You know, we're here to help people save money. We're here to help people grow their lives and their their wealth. And more often than not, oh my sister. Or my coworker, or you know, send me some business cards to the for the event I'm going to, and so on. So it's it's all about providing a service, being there for the knowledge and the answers that they're looking for that they didn't even know that they were asking for. Yeah, you know, so I, that was going to be my next question, Suzanne. Is when you start to ask those questions, what is important to you about this financing? What you know, what are your what is your what are your future plans? What are your future future financial goals? How are they responding to that? Are they engaging or do they, does it throw them off a little bit? And, and I think so what's both, you know, a lot of people say, wow, I haven't really thought about that. Well, I said, you know, I have your previous mortgage in front of me. Let's take a look at where you are today compared to where you were. Let's talk about your debts, your monthly payments. You know, are you close to retirement? What's your income going to do at that, at, you know, five or so years from now? How can we put you in a position to be able to retire when you want to at a comfortable level? And they are absolutely open to it. Number one, we've done business with them. They already trust us. Yes. And number two, you're providing a service. You're not charging them something to do this and you're not selling to them. You're helping them. And it's a great conversation. Could you say that one more time? Because that's beautiful. <laughs> that that was that was amazing because it's so true. We're we're not in the business of sales. We're in the no. business of helping people make a difference in their lives, right? Absolutely. And those people that you're calling in your database already know and trust you. They're gonna take your phone call. And if they don't, well, they don't. On to the next. You know, mm -hmm. There is somebody out there in, in your database that uh, knows you and trusts you and wants to talk to you and and, and wants to hear what you have to say. And it could be just a quick conversation of, hey, just send me a copy of your mortgage statement and let me see what I can do. Mm -hmm. I have people faxing me their, or not faxing, but texting me pictures of their mortgage statement left and right, just so I can see what I can do for them. And when I get that mortgage statement, that's when I call the client, talk about their debts, talk about their future, talk about their goals and ideas. And I'm a sounding board for them also. They may not have a financial planner to talk to these things talk about these things too. So, you know, I'm that next best person. Yeah, you know, that's, you know, that's, oh, you're, it's almost as if you are actually repositioning them and they must get off that call with you thinking, okay, I have repositioned myself and I've repositioned myself in a better place for my future. Right. Yes, absolutely. And guess who they tell? All their friends. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the additional referrals come from. It's providing a service. It's providing information and hope 
to um, our borrowers and our clients who are our friends. Absolutely. So, you know, Suzanne, I wanted to first say hello to Trevor Hammond. Welcome, Trevor. Trevor Hammond is one of our high trust coaches and part of our elite group. So welcome, Trevor. Um, I just wanted to ask you, okay, so we're, you know, every time I get on the phone with one of our coaching members, their conversations are, I'm so busy, I'm overwhelmed, I'm freaking out, you know, all of those, all of those comments. So what is your response when you get on a call with one of our coaching members? And how, how do we, how do we get them to go in slow motion, at least for the term of the, of the coaching call? Yeah, a lot of our conversation goes to the law of the iceberg and the law of the broom right now in Todd's um, high trust coaching book. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I just go back to, you know, the statement, if you aren't proactive, you are reactive. You know, this is the time to really start looking at your processes and your communication with your team to be able to take some things off of your plate, to be able to return those phone calls and not be stressed out when you do. You know, people don't want to hear the anxiousness in our voices when we know we've got, you know, 14 things we have to be doing in the next five minutes. Right. They want to know that you're giving them full attention. So, you know, we talk about time blocking, all right? This is when you get together with your team and you go over each file and know what needs to be done and who needs to be doing it. This is the time you update everyone. This is the time that you call those prospects. This is the time when you call those prospects back. You know, it's about time blocking and being really um, focused in your business, not reactive. Don't jump up. You know, nobody's died in a mortgage situation before, but they do want to hear from you and they want to hear that you're engaged and present. So it's you know, a lot about refocusing where they're at and not being so reactive and finding ways or even things in their business that are really bothering them. Like their processors not communicating. Well, that, that can't be. You have to fix that. And the best way to fix that is to make sure that they know that we're all part of a team. I'm here to help you, processor, loan officer, assistant, production coordinator, whomever. Let's get together and see how we can make each other's jobs that much easier. You know, Suzanne, you know, the, this is what I've been hearing a lot of is that the bottleneck seems to be at processing in, in a lot of, in a, with a lot of companies, a lot of our coaching members that I'm speaking to. So that advice to, you know, circle, circle up with your, with your processor and your LOA and, or your team to make sure that you're not only, you know, going through the pipeline, but also prioritizing it for them. I think the processors, you know, they just kind of have all this, these files coming at them. And if you're on the phone saying, okay, these are the priorities for day today, that day, that it seems to calm them down. And it seems, and then they're, as a result, they're much more efficient. Yes. And we see what's on their plate. So we're not constantly throwing things at them and um, thinking it's going to be done in the next, you know, couple of minutes. It, it doesn't have to be done by a phone call. If you have a really detailed email on each file in process of where things are and how things are going, you can correspond through email. Heck, I do that sometimes at six o'clock in the morning, first thing, just so everybody knows where they're going that day. But it's so important about clarification and communication. And right now, our processors and one officer assistants, they're stressed out. They have a lot on their plate and they're working weekends. They're working on, you know, evenings. Our underwriters are working in evenings and weekends and so on. I go back to also making sure you tell your team how much they are valued, yes. <laughs> how much yes. they um, are worth to you. Maybe send them, you know, candy, bottle of wine, an Amazon card through email if you're not sitting with them every day. Something to say, hey, I appreciate you. 
And and number one, I think that also makes sure that urophiles get on top of the list. (laughs) (laughs) If others are taking care of them, they may not be. So I think think one of the key elements, Suzanne, is learning to build relationships within the organization as well as without the organization. So you're building relationships, you know, with your processor. And I I have to tell you that I was um, 10 years at Wells and we ran, obviously, a very, very big pipeline, um, a lot of volume. And the smartest thing I did was build relationships with my fulfillment managers and processors and underwriters and that type of thing. So um, I think the other managers used to always kind of question that a little bit is how is hope getting all of her deals done business with people they like exactly exactly it's so true i was listening to an interview uh the other day a podcast the other day and they were talking about that very thing that everything is a negotiation right and that even when you go to the starbucks if you're nice to the starbucks person they're gonna they're gonna do nice things for you absolutely Total kindness Right. Uh, Okay. So you mentioned something a minute ago that I wanted to kind of maybe go a little bit deeper on. And you mentioned the point of being intentional about your business. Todd Duncan teaches us, of course, to be intentional about our business and not being reactive to our business. So can you talk to me a little bit about that? Well, we work a lot on the law of the broom to build your business up. You must clean it up first. And prior to being so busy with these refinances and so on, you know, most of my clients have been working on their systems Mm -hmm. and who does what the level of authority, what does your loan officer assistant have the authority to do that, you know, you have to do and Mm -hmm. so on really understanding whose jobs are what and the priority and then coming up with systems, you know, like right now we were coming up with systems to inform borrowers of um, timeframes. Right now, refinances can take 45, 60 days just because of the time it takes to go through underwriting. Mm-hmm. Well, clients get a little upset when they don't hear from you for a week. But if you inform them right up front, and we made this very clear in a separate email, not the one that says, "I this is what I need from you, but a separate email that goes to everyone what the time frames are and to let them know you're going to hear from me on these stages. And it may not be for a week or two, but know that we've not forgotten about you and that you are important to us. It's just what's happening in the industry right now. And you're always welcome to communicate with us as well. Mm-hmm. So building that system into their daily routine with communication to their clients has taken a lot of a burden off of their shoulders. People are calling to say, why haven't you contacted me? I feel like you're not communicating. I don't know where I am in the process. It's wiped all of that out. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what's happening, what the time frames are and expected to be. And the communication, when you call them in two weeks, say, hey, I finally have your loan approval. It's great. Instead of, well, I haven't heard from you. So uh, we're working really hard on those processes right now to inform people that you're working with what to expect. You know, setting the client's expectation is critical in today's environment. And that is so very, very true, Suzanne. Um, I think that, you know, because I think that the only time a client client or referral partner has anxiety or stress is when they don't know what to expect. Yes. And so it's not so much that they haven't heard from you. It's more that they, you know, that they don't know what the expectation is. I had sent out, I um, I have I'm having this conversation a lot with our, with our coaching members. Do you have, a, you know, a welcome email that kind of sets this out and um, for the client first you're having the consultation you're having the conversation and then you're reiterating it with your email with regard to you know what you can expect from me and also what I expect of you 
Right. And when, when, you know, when someone on my team asks you for documents or, you know, it doesn't mean, you know, later on this week, we really kind of need it same day, you know, and that type of thing, because a lot of clients don't really understand. And the other thing that I think that is important for us to be talking to our clients about is not using industry terms, you know, instead of, you know, and saying, you know, what's happening in our industry right now, you have to be a little bit more definitive about what is happening in our industry right now. And and just to give them, you know, not to really go that deep on it, but just to give them a real feel of the volume of business that we were managing and how important their, you know, their business is to us. Yes. And the conversation I have often is, you know, people are listening to the news. Mortgage rates have dropped again. Well, that was three weeks ago. <laughs> behind. National average is, I said, okay, but we're in California. Look at gas prices in, you know, Oklahoma versus California. It, there's mm-hmm. a difference. And mm-hmm. they understand that. Bring it back to something that they understand and can, you know, can absorb. Rather than just saying, no, you're wrong, because I've heard loan officers say that before. <laughs> That's not a good answer. You know, talk to your bars as if you talk to your mom or your sister. You know, make sure that they understand what's going on and what the expectation is of all parties. Yeah, you know, and and that's important. And also asking them questions, you know, what questions do you have? That's one of the things that I have learned through, um, you know, through my my recent trainings is to be asking questions and to be asking more questions that you than you were actually asked, you know, answering at the moment. So asking the clients what, you know, what are you hearing in the marketplace right now? Um, You know, I want you to consider me a resource. So if there's something that you're hearing that you want more information on, please, you know, reach out to me. I, I would like for you to consider me a resource and that type of thing so that they they really feel as though there is an open forum for them to ask those questions. Yes, absolutely. Because they want to know that you're there for them. Yes. And you get that information. So they're not searching the internet and they're not talking to their best friend who, you know, just refinanced somewhere else. They're looking to you, the professional who actually knows the business and has the answers to help them along. So I have I have another question for you, Suzanne. Um, we are obviously the purchase market, as you mentioned earlier, is picking up. And what I'm kind of noticing and is that some of our referral partners are back in the business of, you know, of selling real estate mm-hmm. and going back to the old way of doing things. I need a pre-approval in 15 minutes. And we really, truly can't manage that in the environment that we're in today. So how are you managing those conversations with your referral partners? Very slowly. <laughs> but, you know, I've tried over the years to make them understand that, you know, you need to get your ducks in a row first. Before you waste time, before you put them in the car and waste your gas, let's have a conversation. Let's get them prepared to make an offer. And even though they may be coming from out of the area and they say that they have another mortgage professional that they're working with, that's great. You know, but use the script. Many of my clients do come already pre-approved, but this is a different area. And I'd love you to talk to my mortgage professional to make sure that you're on the right track to purchase in this community. What time can I have her call you? Or, you know, I'll have her call you at this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that seems to help a lot. Most of them are knowledgeable of that. They realize that this is their paycheck too, and they can't be, can't be, you know, worrying about that. They need to know that the people that they're working with can actually do what they say they can do. So let's start the process up front, not when you're in contract. Mm -hmm. And uh, you just have to have those conversations. And if that does happen, we go back to, okay, you know, that's great, but it's going to take a day or two to get this process started. Mm -hmm. Let everybody know there could be a delay in your escrow at this point. Mm -hmm. 
So that is an important conversation I would imagine would be um, that we should be having with all of our referral partners today, whether they're, you know, actively selling in, in, in contract or not actively contract. Hey, I just want to give, get, you know, give you a, a feel of what's happening in the market right now and how, you know, how you and I could be most successful in, in serving our, you know, our buyers. So it's really hard to see people in person right now. I think I went to a real estate office yesterday. It was the first time they had more than two cars in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And so we don't get to see people like we used to. But this is an awesome opportunity to pick up the phone, do a Zoom call, do a FaceTime call to go back over those basics. Hey, the purchase market is picking up. Let's make sure your business is um, uh, purposeful. And this is what I suggest we do. And that is, you know, making sure your people are pre-approved, even if they come already pre-approved from elsewhere. Let's have that conversation. Let's use that script to to solidify your relationship with these people that, you know, your mortgage professional is, is terrific as well. And they're just going to make sure that you can do what you can do and don't wait for the borrower to call me, tell them I will be calling them. And um, that way we can get the message through. And now the real estate agent knows that someone like me or my coaching clients are on it. They're taking care of the borrowers. They're constantly talking about the real estate agent to make sure that they are hooked back and tied into this person that referred them to us. Mm -hmm. And the relationship is solidified. And now we can really move forward. And a lot of times, you know, when they're dealing with XYZ mortgage on the Internet, um, they have to understand they're not going to be talking to the same person twice. Mm -hmm. But here's me and my team will be here. You can come knock on our door. You can call me, you know, when you need to. And we'll get you the answers that you need. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that in and of itself is an amazing conversation, Suzanne. And I would imagine, you know, a true referral partner is going to truly appreciate it. And, you know, and one of the conversations we've been having lately is I've had a few of my coaching members saying that, you know, there are certain partners that they have that are totally embracing the current environment. <clears throat> They're kind of engaging and leveraging it, you know, to grow their businesses. And some of them are still kind of stuck in, you know, I need, I need a pre-approval and calling on Sunday night. You know, I showed a property and I need a pre-approval now. And there's a kind of a conversation around firing those agents simply Absolutely. because of the fact we don't have time. Absolutely. And if that's the case and they're not loyal, <laughs> you're not answering the phone in five minutes on a Sunday night and they're calling <laughs> somebody else, then they're going to do that no matter what. In high trust coaching, one of the best parts about um, doing the coaching and with the clients that I have is talking about the relationships and how long it takes to build good relationships. And honestly, you don't want to work with 50 real estate agents or 50 referral partners. You want to work with a core number that know, trust, and love you. They're going to send business to you and you have that kind of communication with. So you're not scrambling on a Sunday night trying to keep that deal. That's not a fun way for anybody to live. So, yes, I mean, sometimes it's okay to say no. Yes. You know, and I had a conversation with a client yesterday and she had she was in a purchase transaction that had gone south. Mm -hmm. And um, and I listened to the whole ugly story and the whole blame game going on. Mm -hmm. And I was quiet through that throughout the entire you know dissertation that she had given to me. And I asked her one question and I said, what could you have done? to have prevented this? And her answer was, I, I never did a high trust interview with this real estate agent. I found out later that she, she was a transaction coordinator. She wasn't even a party to the contract. Wow. So, you know, talk to me a little bit about that. Do you work with agents that you haven't had a conversation like this with? 
Oh, not really. No, I have a core few that I work with that um, are very loyal. We know each other. We've had these conversations and there are times when I'll be talking to them on the phone about other things. And I'll even continue to ask them high trust questions based on our high trust interview, just Mm -hmm. to get that much deeper with them and solidify the relationship. The ones that I've not worked with before, I set up a meeting with them and we go over this information. I said, look, you know, I'm pretty fortunate. I've been in this business for a long time and I get to choose who I work with. And I'd really love to work with you and I'd love to help you promote your business. So let's set up a Zoom meeting or a phone call and let's really get to know each other and make sure this is going to be a good fit. And they appreciate that. They appreciate the attention. You know, and they realize that, oh, she's not just here to, to take my call. She's here to learn about my business. And that's where you start that relationship. And it's yes. easy. You know, unfortunately, sales is not you know always immediate. It's a long-term process. And if you don't take the time up front to ask those questions, to build that relationship, then you're going to have those problems because you don't know what they do and how they do it. And they don't know what your expectations are and how you do your job. Yeah, and, and, you know, I think that that is, you know, it's almost as if I think that, you know, obviously there's a lot of great um, coaching companies out there for in the real estate environment. Um, I know that we are expanding our world to, you know, to coach our real estate uh, partners. And I think that sometimes, Suzanne, would you say, would you say that maybe as a partner for your referral partners, your real estate referral partners, that you're a little bit of a coach for them as well? Oh, a coach and a um, cheerleader. <laughs> yes. Sometimes, you know, um, a, a divorce attorney too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it depends on where their situation is, but you know, yeah. you've got to be there for them and help them, and help them, I guess the best way to describe this is communicate with their clients. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't know how to talk to their clients and explain what expectations are. They just go along with whatever anybody says. Well, they need to know how to talk and build a relationship with their clients as well and set those expectations with those clients. So, yeah, absolutely. And it's fun. You know, they're very open to information. They're very open to new ways of doing things that they haven't thought of before. And there's a lot of times I will give out Todd's um, Time Traps book to agents because, you know, we all need help in figuring out what to do in our daily lives. It's just so crazy right now. A lot of my clients are, our world partners are home, homeschooling kids and trying to sell real estate and trying to pay the mortgage and trying to do everything. But if they, if we have a conversation about their crazy life, you know, we kind of go back to, Hey, you know, you got to be purposeful about your business and really focused in, you can't keep, keep going, you know, squirreling off to doing other things. Take the time to make the calls and the connections that you need to make and then move on to something else. But don't feel, you know, so anxious about doing it. Just set that time. Tell everybody in your household, I have an hour by myself. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And they do it and they just feel, oh, oh, I did it. It feels great. And here's where I get to go with this client. Yeah, it's accomplishing. It's com- it's accomplishing a few things when they do that. You know, obviously you're time blocking. So when when it when that worry or that anxiety comes up, you're saying I blocked. You know, three to four o'clock this afternoon to do the to do that. Um, actually, two th- number two, you're actually executing on those things that you know that need to get done. And three, when you're done, you put your head on the pillow. You're thinking, okay, the, and the anxiety is gone because hey, we got it done. We right. executed right. Yeah. And yeah, you know, like I talked to him, I said, you know, sometimes the hardest thing about the gym is just getting there. It's the same, same thing about sitting down and doing what you need to do. The hardest part is getting there, doing it, mm-hmm. sitting down. But once you do it, 
it feels amazing. I asked a client recently who's just been procrastinating, procrastinating. This is a coaching member. And so, you know, how does it feel when you don't do it? I let her talk and she said, it feels terrible. I feel guilty. I feel awful. Okay. So how does it feel when you do do it and you accomplish that in one hour? Oh, I feel amazing. I'm happy. I get to make dinner with my family. So which way would you rather feel every day? She an email a couple days later and she says, I want to tell you, I feel amazing. <laughs> Finally, you know, put it to something she could really understand is, you know, my feeling inside of me is a big thing. If I feel bad, I'm not going to be good for my family. If I feel good, then I'm great for my family. So it all comes back to being purposeful and, and just doing the things you need to do, but in a, in a more conscious way of doing them. You know, that is amazing. And, you know, and I love the fact that you, you know, in your coaching, that you're asked questions, that you're not getting into their story, right? That you are saying, you're asking three questions. How does it make you feel when you do? How does it make you feel when you don't? And how would you like to feel? Right. Right. You know, because that kind of unravels everything, wouldn't you say? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And people want to, you know, feel good. And feel mm-hmm. in control, and we break it down to the very small things that need to be done to feel in control. Mm-hmm. It's much easier for them to write it down in a to-do list and have that time blocked than have it in their head and makes a huge story of it. But if you have it in front of you and you know you need to do these things, check them off. Mm-hmm. Just do them, and when they're done, it's ah, ah, I feel great. <laughs> And that almost that actually with one client, and you know her well, mm-hmm. she had real call reluctance. She hated calling people. Well, we did just the basics. You know, okay, you call this person at this time, and this is what you're going to say. She's up to now Zoom calling and holding office meetings and first time home buyers um, seminars off over Zoom because she realized how it makes her feel to do <laughs> it, not how it makes her feel not to do it. And she's also realized that she's not a salesperson, which intimidated her, but she's there to be the information person. Mm-hmm. And I'm so proud of her. I mean, she went from really hiding to, oh my gosh, she's so out there. And that yes. just came from going into these and asking questions constantly and showing her things that she didn't know. Because, you know, I truly believe for myself included, I cannot fix a problem with the same mind that created it. I need other outside influences and suggestions and ideas to get to where I need to go. And that's part of coaching. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that is a part of coaching. And I think that we, we show up as a, as a champion for them, you know, at, to champion, you know, maybe what they feel uncomfortable about and to say, okay, well, let's, let's get in, let's get in there with that. I know who you're speaking of. And she, I'm so, so pleased and happy to hear yeah. that she's just really come out of her, you know, because most of the time, the thing that you're most afraid of is normally your biggest strength. Right. Right. Yes. But we don't know that until we do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to be held accountable to do these things makes a big difference. If I didn't have somebody holding me accountable, I might, you know, not do it. But I know if I'm going to be having to report somebody, I'm going to get it done. Even if I have to do it the night before, I will get it done. And then you feel like, ah, again, I did it. Yes. And and, and it's almost as if nothing else matters, right? I did it. I did it. 
<laughs> so um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, we've been talking a lot about coaching. Good morning, Teresa Odette. I was happy to see you join us. Uh, Teresa Odette is one of our other uh, coaches for High Trust Coaching, and we're so very excited to have her on our coaching faculty. Um, and we, if you missed our interview, we did, Teresa and I did an interview, I think, last week or week before. So if you missed it, it's on YouTube. Make sure you go and listen to it. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, and um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about coaching. So you've been a high trust coach for a couple of years, oh, yeah. two years now. And um, obviously you've helped a lot of people. You have a very, very busy, you know, busy business. It's a big business, a thriving business. You've done incredibly well, Suzanne, and you're one of my heroes for sure. Wow. And you know, so talk to me a little, what has it been for you? What is what has it been like for you to be a high trust coach? Why did you decide to be a high trust coach? And 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 how has it impacted you personally? About four years ago, I, you know, I've been attending Sales Mastery for years and years, and I finally decided I was going to take coaching. And the reason I wanted to go into coaching is I was feeling burnt out doing the same thing over and over. I wanted to find new ways of doing what I would do that are maybe more exciting. <clears throat> I wanted to build my business in a different way and look at it in a different way than I had for 30, 29 years. Mm -hmm. And that was my, my first motivation is to, you know, get some more energy in my life, in my business. Mm -hmm. And I worked with a great coach. She was adorable. Um, we did some great things together. And then after that, we had a discussion about, you know, what I, what I want to do. And I want to give back. I want to help other people in our industry. I think that fulfills me. I have a lot of knowledge. I have a lot of experience. I've seen so much and done so much, hired, fired, you know, promoted people onto their own business from working with me that I thought that would be the best way to, um, to have more energy in my business. The coaching was great, but it wasn't enough. I wanted to give back and giving back is fun and it's exciting and rewarding. And when you get off the phone with somebody who's given you their victories for the week that were based on our conversation from last week and how excited they are. And the new one that I'm working with, she just talks a mile an hour because of her excitement and all the things that she's doing to promote her business. Well, I get excited. I even called her two hours early because I was so excited to talk to her. <laughs> what she was doing and, and her, her excitement. So I think being a coach, it just brings you back to the basics and wanting to help people. We all got in this business to make a difference. And uh, being a coach makes a difference to other people that don't have our knowledge and experience. And it's fun and you build great relationships and you can help people not only professionally, but a lot of times personally as well. If they're having a rough time with whatever situation is in the in the uh, their lives, you can be an ear for them as well mm -hmm. as they don't already have. So I, I love coaching. I think it's a blast. Number one, all the coaches on your team are awesome. I so hate that we can't get together. We always have the best time at our <laughs> at our mastery and sales mastery and academy and so on. So you guys are all cool and totally fun. And that's you know another reason I did it is because I wanted to be around people like me, my peers, who are just amazing people. And it's it's a lot of fun. And of course, Todd's you know inspirational. Right. And even after all the years in my business, I still learn something every time I listen to his um, coffee talk in the morning or I go to a sales mastery or academy, you know, learning something new, something to put back in my business that's exciting because I'm going to be here for a while. I've got kids in college. Yes. <laughs> I've been working for a while. Right. You know, and I, you know, I've, I've kind of heard that, you know, that coaching is coaching is um, 
and it's 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 a, it's a I guess a passion a passion you know a passion of the heart. Right. Um, it is it is a way to serve, and through that service, we are gaining meaning. Would you say that that's true for you? Absolutely. And it goes back to just my kids again. They see me giving back to others and they're giving back to others Mm -hmm. because it's what they're learning that their mom does and how much fun I'm having with it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's kind of trickled down to my family too. And it's made them better people. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful, Suzanne. So what would you say, you know, tell me a story. I mean, you've been coaching for a couple of years. You've got, you have, you know, obviously a lot of people on your team that you're, that you're working with that are absolute rock stars. And I know that you also, you know, you've already talked about one of your coaching members who has just been tremendous, but talk to me a little bit about some of the experiences that you've had with some of your coaching members and transitions that they've had, aha moments that they've had. Um, and talk to us a little bit. What is it like to be coached by Suzanne Voter at High Trust Coaching? <laughs> a cheerleader on your side and someone to bounce ideas off of and look at things new ways that you haven't looked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my biggest aha moments is probably one of my biggest fears is letting go of email. After a sales academy a year ago, one of our clients who you know, she came back and spoke to her LOA and said, look, we're going to change this. I need to be out talking to my partners and taking care of my clients. I can't be sitting on email and answering questions all day long. So it was a tough transition. She let go because it's so hard for us to let go of email. And now she has somebody in her office who checks her email, only contacts her when she needs to be involved mm-hmm. and she has built her business. She's up 50 to 60% in the purchase market just over a year. She mm-hmm. has hired another LOA that she pays for, not the company that has taken her business and, you know, puts file together before it goes to the next processor and so on. That mm-hmm. frees up more of her time to be building her business. She's brought on another loan officer because she's become so busy and she's mentoring and training him and um, able to give some business to him and still, you know, earn a little bit off of his production mm-hmm. as well. She's looking for someone that can handle construction, which she does not do in her marketplace. And I think she's found somebody. So she has built her team and she just bought the most adorable car. (laughs) She's always wanted a new car and she did it finally. And it's all because she now has the time to focus on her business, building her relationships and staying in touch with her referral partners. And, you know, so much of our our time is spent sitting on email, answering questions that really, honestly, somebody else can be doing. Yeah, absolutely. Best use of their time, right? Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. None of the clients have ever had a problem. She said the person that answers emails, he makes sure that she's always in the conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, this person says, this person says, so the borrowers know and the clients know that she's involved. She's aware of what's going on. It's not as if she doesn't know, you know, she's still involved and that's just helped her business like crazy. That's phenomenal. Suzanne, we've actually gone over our time. So I just enjoyed so much this time with you. Um, I do want to thank you personally on behalf of Todd Duncan and myself and High Trust Coaching. Thank you for your service as a coach with High Trust. I hope you'll be with us for a very long time to come. And (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. I think I just got my, uh, I'll have Suzanne for a little, uh, for a couple, for a few few more years to come. Um, I want to thank everybody who joined us today. Thank you for your engagement. Um, I hope that you found some value. Please take two or three key key takeaways that you heard today from Suzanne and or myself and implement them. 
you know, execute them on them today. Um, thank you again for uh, joining High Trust Coaching Live, and we'll see you next Wednesday. Wonderful. Thank you, Hope. This is Todd Duncan. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Did you know that Elon Musk has a brain coach? If a billionaire entrepreneur who's redefining the automobile and space travel industries has a coach, I think everybody needs a coach to become the best version of themselves. You may not have dreams of launching a rocket into space, but if you want to take your business and your life to the next level in less time with less stress, I encourage you to schedule a free coaching call with one of our certified coach consultants today. It's absolutely free, and I believe it's the opportunity you need to have your best life ever. Visit HighTrustCoaching.com or click the link in the show notes below to schedule today.